the Sammy Callahan, the Callahan Death Machine, the bestest in the world. And you're listening to another wrestling podcast, podcast, another wrestling podcast. Another wrestling podcast! The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. They make sure you and Booty, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. It's time for uh, another wrestling podcast. Oh my god! We are taking over. Drink it in, man. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. And if you're not done with that, then he's got two words for ya! When we talk about the legends of the sport, there's only two in my book. Alright, welcome to a new year, episode 140, I'm Credo, and I'm Angry Cooter, together we are the Social Assassins, and as always, we're just calling it how we see it, baby, straight out of Poughkeepsie, New York, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another wrestling podcast, and happy new year, bitches, that's right, 2017, Cooter, it's January 1st, it's a new year, that means... Uh, anything can happen this year. You know, 2016 is said and done, uh, but now we have 2017 to look forward to. A lot of things are going to be happening with AWP, with everything and anything uh, we do. So keep your eyes and ears and everything glued to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. But joining us at the start of the new year, we have the Kingdom, Matt Taven, TK Ryan, and Vinny Marcellia joining us on the show today. Cooter, I figured. What better way to start the show than have the kingdom joining us on day one, right? Day one of 2017. Oh, absolutely. Talk about starting the new year with a bang. The new kingdom. It doesn't get any better than that, bro. It really doesn't. That's right, guys. Uh, If you're new to listening to us, this is what we do. Each and every week, we have a new show, new guests. Uh, We have a a streak longer than The Undertaker, I think, right now. So we're almost... (laughs) We're, we're approaching year three of the show, Cooter, and that means every week for almost three years, we've had a guest on the show each and every week. Uh, how many people out there can say that each and every week? I don't know, but how many episodes have I been on? I don't know, but Cooter, you've been you've been filling in since uh, August, I think, late August. So I mean, uh, you're in a good chunk. You're you're good. <laughs> you're in a good chunk of this uh, forty uh, of uh, one forty right now. So. We're starting off the new year with a with a angry Cooter, so uh, you, you get a fresh start now, Cooter. Right, right into the new year, you're still not fired. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna have to uh, give a New Year's resolution to be uh, extra angry, extra extra dirty. No, you don't like that. You hate it when I'm dirty, but yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I am the sugar to his spice, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Cooter <laughs> adds each and every week to the show, so it's great. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, but hey, guys, we, like we said, the kingdom is joining us today. We're from the Northeast. We go to all the Northeast Wrestling shows. Uh, we know these guys from Northeast Wrestling. Uh, I've seen Matt Taven over here for years. TK Ryan has been uh, up and coming for the past two years. Uh, Vinny Marcelli has been in the Northeast for a while. Uh, these guys, man, we've seen through Northeast Wrestling. So once again, guys, if you head on over to northeastwrestling.com, 
Uh, they have a they have a huge year coming up. On the 21st, there's a big day. There's going to be a big training seminar with Ricky Steamboat. Uh, if you're if you're in the business and you want to head on over there, he's going to be putting on a little seminar. So make sure you head on over to northeastwrestling.com. Also on the 21st is Over the Top. It's pretty much the Royal Rumble for uh, Northeast Wrestling. The winner will get an eventual uh, title shot at the Northeast Wrestling Championship. Uh, a lot of big shows coming up this year, so please head on over there, northeastwrestling.com. That's uh, that's the that's the company we go to all the time. So if you're in the Northeast or wherever you are, you can pretty much watch them uh, throughout the internet. You know, there's a lot of places you can go and see them, but uh, please head on over there. Cooter, there's other big things happening. It is the new year. Also, with the new year, there's a lot of stuff happening in our backyard, Cooter. Uh, the Hudson Valley Wing Fest is happening at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center on January 28th from 5 to 8 p.m. You can meet the Bean. Butterbean's going to be there. Uh, former WWE superstar. You might have remembered him uh, having a little feud with Mark Merrow. Uh, he also or even knocking the fuck out of Bart Gunn. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yep. Uh, he even uh, started Jackass the Movie. Uh, you know, he's a former IBA champ. He's the king of four-rounders. Over 75 knockouts. Uh, Butterbean is going to be there. The Bean. Meet the Bean. So he's going to be there at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. Also, former WWF superstar, or WWE if you want to be PC, Brutus the Barber Beefcake will be there for a meet and greet. Uh, guys, I mean, uh, what better than wings, beer? What else, Cooter? I mean, this is uh, perfect oh for an wrestling fan. Yeah, I've, I've done this event once or twice before. You go in with an empty stomach, and let me tell you, you just... You, you walk out of that building feeling like a man. Wings and beer. That's all I need to say. I mean, what else could you ask for? <laughs> That's right, guys. Please head on over to hvwingfest.com for more information and tell them AWP sent you. Uh, on top of that, Cooter, I mean, this is what we do. Uh, we have a lot of events in our backyard. We go to a lot of local shows out here. But, guys, we're a podcast. You can hear us at anotherwrestlingpodcast.com, right? That's where That's our mothership pretty much, right? Pretty much, man. You can go over there, check out all our social media, links for our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff is on there. Where you can find us on Tuned In and Stitcher and the iTunes, you can find everything that is AWP at anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. That's right. And everything and anything that makes us different in the world of podcast is uh, that we have we have a nice little topic each week a nice little evergreen topic whether you're listening to one or 140 there's something on there that's not going to be outdated so you can listen to any show any time of the day any time of the week any time of the year and hear something uh, different but so and needless to say you know it's 2017 now uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about I mean uh, let's talk about the top uh, matches of the year from 2016 maybe the best five matches i know wwe put out a, a list of 25 matches but let's let's bring it to the top five matches that they had also maybe some of the top superstars we thought who had an uh, you know a great year in 2016 and our outlook our predictions for 2017 how about that cooter sounds like a plan to me credo let's get right into the week that was all right, Cooter. Uh, well, the first time since the draft happened, SmackDown beat Raw in the ratings. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this? Is this what they really wanted uh, as a goal, pretty much, to, to make SmackDown that, you know, that big brand again? Dude, SmackDown has clearly been the better show since the brand split, in my opinion. But, you know, Vince has got to be creaming in his jeans because... 
oh, well, you know, it must have been because Cena returned and all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- that's probably how he thinks. But unfortunately, it's not even remotely the best part of the show for me. I mean, uh, I mean, we have new tag champs. Uh, AJ Styles in action was just amazing in that triple threat. Baron Corbin looked like, uh, you know, an up and comer, like a really big deal. And Dolph Ziggler just does what Dolph Ziggler does. Sells, looks awesome and loses again. But still, it's still a great show. And, you know, I think as a whole is what needs to be looked at. The whole presentation not just the return of Super Cena, which <laughs> yeah. might have had a, a little cause in the spike of the ratings, but I mean, come on, was it that much to where it's going to finally beat Raw since you know the draft itself? No. Yeah, and uh, we're we're getting this information from F4W online. This guy broke it down to where Raw had two million eight hundred forty-eight thousand, and what yada yada yada, and SmackDown had two million eight hundred eighty-five thousand uh, viewers. So he broke it down a little bit. Uh, he also mentioned that you know now with the the possibility of uh, Monday Night Football over for the season, Raw viewership should see a boost going forward. Uh, but, you know, anything can happen. But it's just one of those things where, you know, everybody talks ratings, ratings, ratings. The last show of the year, SmackDown got the upper hand on that. Maybe it's a thing, uh, something of things to come. But I don't know. It's something to brag about, I guess, for SmackDown at least. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Raw's ratings will get a spike now that the football is done. But also, uh, you know, WrestleMania season right around the corner. And we got the Royal Rumble coming up. And, you know, they do a, a hell of a job uh, on, on Raw promoting you know the big big names not necessarily the big matches so i mean we'll see some goldberg and, uh, and then the week after that we'll see some lesnar and that's all they'll care about because they think that that's going to draw the ratings but you know smackdown as a whole is just that damn i watch smackdown more than i watch raw live believe it or not <laughs> that's right uh well you know whether you're watching raw or smackdown uh let's break down some stuff that happened this week on raw you know uh the whole braun Strowman thing now this is a guy i think another classic example of uh they didn't really totally make him over in a way i mean he was with the wyatts uh and then they they took him out of the wyatts they gave him a haircut you know and then they tried to make him this unstoppable beast again so they kind of been doing that but they've been really doing it a lot harder lately definitely him taking on a lot of the main eventers, knocking them out, and so on. Uh, what's your thoughts on uh, the crowd starting to like Strowman and what they're doing with him? I mean, I'm glad they haven't really turned on him. Uh, do you think this kind of mega push is working for him? Do you think it's even funny? I'm going to answer that question with a question. Do you think it's even funnier that the crowd seems to like him more than fucking Roman Reigns? <laughs> I mean, thing. dude came out in the middle of a, of a tag match where your favorites, the Shining Stars... And I think Bob Backlund was out there with, uh, God, uh, with Young and Bo Dallas. Days off. Yeah, he beat the shit out of him with a goddamn Christmas tree, Credo. (laughs) That was awesome. I mean, come on. He's going out there and just destroying. I mean, let's be honest. When when he first started as a solo on Raw, he looked greener than, than a blade of grass. And, man, let me tell you, he's just really turned it around. I mean... Granted, he just really beats the crap out of people, but he makes it so much more believable than when he first started this whole gimmick. He's really coming into his own, and I think you know he's earning his respect from the crowd. I mean, when you're beating the shit out of somebody with a Christmas tree, 
that's pretty impressive and it's pretty fun <laughs> definitely it's good tv man it is you know and uh wwe has been lacking these big guys uh for years now i mean with with kane show and like henry and like those guys that are pretty much on their way out uh with their foot out the door practically you know they don't really have any young big guys and it's you know they're really putting all their effort into making Strowman. Uh, you know, another one of those guys, an unstoppable power, and that's good. Yeah, the monster. I mean, we have big guys. We have a Roman Reigns, but we're talking about, yeah. you know, y- your potential next Brock Lesnar, like a beast, like a, an unstoppable force. And, and he, if he keeps it up, man, let me tell you, he could be, you know, a contender down the road. Let's just hope they don't push him too, f- you know, too fast, too soon, and he ends up... Uh, like Roman Reigns, you know? Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe 2017 will be his year. Will he see some championship gold around his waist? I don't know. Uh, maybe in the days to come, but I don't think he needs it right now. I think just kicking people's asses uh, is pretty much what's best for business, I think, for him right now. You know, on the other hand, we have John Cena, who makes his return to SmackDown, and it's, it's not like he's been out for two years. He was gone for like a month or two, and they're making like this big, you know, it's like nobody noticed. Uh, Cena returns, and uh, he will face AJ styles at the royal rumble cena came back with a little bit of more attitude if you will um and you know he's he's adamant about winning the wwe championship again cooter will he tie flair's record at the royal rumble or will aj styles prevail yet again uh, i'm gonna have to start watching raw again and turn off <laughs> smackdown now that cena's back i mean you know i would that's why i loved it so much was that like i knew eventually he would be back but let me enjoy the show you know, with the talent that's on it while he's not there, because once he's back, we're not going to be able to enjoy it. AJ Styles, you know, his time is up. John Cena's time will be now. You know, the the big goof. I'm, I'm just, I hope he, he does what Chris Jericho is doing. You're at a point in your career where you need to start putting these guys over. You say you hate this new generation, you know, this whole new, th- listen, John, if you really care about this business, start giving back to it. That's that's my opinion. I mean, he, he's a, he's one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. But we're, it's time to move on, baby. There, there's so much more to this sport than John Cena, and I think people have been really enjoying it. I mean, look at the ratings for SmackDown. How they've been? I mean, we haven't been beating Raw, but I mean, they've been pretty close in terms of the ratings. Yeah, you know. It's 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 been pretty pretty even. Well, so I'm I'm also thinking to, yeah, Go ahead. No, no, I'm I'm reading like the tea leaves too because like I'm thinking like what the hell could they be setting up for mania or or, or whatnot, you know, and I'm like I'm 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 a little bit lost. There's still a lot of uh, pieces to be, you know, put into place, but I'm like, you know, with the whole thing with Taker coming back, are they gonna do something where he loses, then he fights Taker? Or like Cena versus Taker at WrestleMania, we'll have to talk about that in the predictions. But I mean, I'm trying to like figure out what what could they possibly do with this because they've already fought each other like three times already. Um, I don't know. I have no idea, and I don't know how like who wins it. I mean, AJ Styles has been such a blessing for WWE this year. He's been such a great champion for them, and for him to just lose it to Cena at the Rumble, I feel like it, that match has to either happen first, to where a AJ Styles gets in the Rumble and wins it, or Something to that effect. You know, like, I don't even know what's going to happen, but there's just so many variables, but... Yeah. I don't see Cena beating AJ already. I mean, something's got to happen. Would you be pissed off if he was to beat 
AJ Styles for that title the way I would be because to me it just looks like Hey, yeah, thanks for holding on to my spot, kid, while I've been gone since SummerSlam. Yeah, I know, yeah. That's- You've only been holding down the company, let alone the brand. Ugh, I don't even want to think about it. I guess let's just keep talking about something else that happened. <laughs> because there's new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Yes! Uh, American Alpha uh, has won the championships. Now, Cooter, this is this should have happened when they debuted on SmackDown, man. They should have never given it to... Nah, to, to I'm the, disagreeing with I, you. I mean, like, it should have never went to the hands of uh, Heath Slater and Rhino, and then to the Wyatts for no reason, and then... I don't know. I feel like... I haven't seen the full story of what's going to happen with the Wyatts, because I feel like... I thought something. I saw. I thought something to the effect that Randy Orton was gonna like turn on Bray Wyatt. Then they would have lost it, but they lost it. Like he's a part of them, and it's still confusing why he's a part of them. It's something to that effect. But I'm saying that like, these guys are, are should have won them since day one on SmackDown, and you know just really pick up that brand as hey, this is gonna be the new era. You know what I mean? With these new guys coming in instead of just giving it to other, everybody else. On the other I hand, was surprised no, that they did it, the but, whole. I was surprised they did the whole Freebird rule thing. It wasn't Orton and Bray Wyatt. It was Orton and uh, your boy Luke Harper. So I, th- that surprised me. And I would have thought that in, in, in a big – especially when it was a, a fatal four-way elimination, you think you would have had your two biggest guns in there with Bray and Randy were the ones who originally won the titles anyway. Yep, yep. So, I mean, that surprised me. I, I, again – I would have liked to have seen the Wyatts, you know, with Randy Orton get a little bit of a run, but you know, I didn't. I, I hate when they rush teams to the top too fast. You know, we see this so often. You know, everyone's like, "Well, why didn't you put the belts on Enzo and Cass?" It's like asshole. They've been there since what? Not even a year yet. Yeah. Let them let 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 let, let the build happen, and when it comes to them. It'll be that much more important. It'll be, you know, we, we don't want to put a belt on it too fast and then have another Roman Reigns situation. We cram these guys down your throat. You liked him in two seconds, so let's put the belt on him. Well, here's the That's thing. That's what people want. People want to see the story. They want to see the build. Well, let me, let me tell you this because uh, I'm kind of curious what you think to where, okay, they won the NXT Tag Team Championships, right? And then literally, I, I forget how long, but it was like a matter of weeks, I want to say, or at least yeah. a month to where they lost it. To you know the the the, the uh, revival the revival I was gonna say the arrival because the stupid movies out <laughs> the arrival <laughs> the, the revival uh okay and then I was like oh they're moving them up you know what I mean so I'm like okay and then when they moved them up they like didn't give them anything I figured by moving them up they 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 had that idea of putting in their championships on them or whatnot so okay they gave it to him in NXT lost it really quick in NXT went back and forth or whatever and came back up here. And they just kind of been sitting in the wings, and I'm like, oh, they don't know how to use them. They feel like they, you know, they're getting pushed to the back of all these other guys. And so my question, <laughs> a long question, but since that happened in NXT, that they had it, lost it, and whatever it came up. Uh, now that they won it, it's the end of the year. How long do we keep it on them? Because now we're in like the biggest season for wrestling, to where from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. So many titles have changed this year. You know what I mean? Uh, from the women's to the anything and everything has changed. I wish I could keep track of how many title changes there were this year. And this was like the last title change of the year. Now, when do they lose it? Do they keep it through the Rumble? Do they keep it through WrestleMania? Or does somebody beat them within that time? I, I, don't, I don't know. How do you book that? I have no idea. And I'm sure there's... Would it be know, too I'm sure soon, the Wyatts... Much, you know? you got to remember, I'm sure the Wyatts have a... 
a rematch clause. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I'm sick of rematch clauses, man, because they just drag out things that shouldn't be dragged out too much longer. But anyway, I mean, let us know what you're thinking out there. Uh, I'm just curious because there's just been so many title changes back and forth that now with this, the season coming up, I say, from the Rumble to Mania, you know, it's like we put it on them. Are we going to keep it on them for a little bit? Because I just feel like the titles, man, every every title has been bouncing around like crazy. So, anyway, good luck to American Alpha, though. I mean, I'm happy to see them with it. I just – I hope they're not, you know, doing something screwy with them to lose it and then win it back again, back and forth and, you know, nonstop. But uh, I think the last big thing I heard today, Cooter, is that the, the, the rumors could be true that Kurt Angle could be returning to the WWE – I'm thinking the Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, I'm thinking that because I think there's already too many big spots already taken at Mania to where if you put if you put Angle on there, it's, you know, it's, it, now it's just taken away from everybody else to where you already got Brock on there and Goldberg pretty much inevitably. Uh, to have like another big name like that on the show, and especially if Taker's having a match, it's just like okay, now WrestleMania has turned into like the old the old timer show. And uh, I don't know. Do you think Kurt Angle will be uh, a big surprise in 2017 returning? Maybe the night after Mania. Uh, I'm, let me let me put it to you this way: You're acting like WrestleMania is still a three and a half hour show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you got to remember, you and I sat down from the pre-show <laughs> all the way through all this. What was it like? It was seven it was close hours, to a shift hours, at work. Hours. It was like six or seven hours. There's plenty of room for Kurt Angle. We don't have cable restraints. I mean. I say he's a surprise entrant in the Rumble. That'd be awesome. Definitely. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind seeing because because I don't think they want to take the gamble and bring him in after WrestleMania for a potential WrestleMania match the following year. I think knowing his track record and his history. All right, let's make sure he's good to go. We'll get him in January. We'll let him do a surprise entrance in the Rumble if he can keep his nose clean. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Don't be like, oh, Cooter, you're a dick. No, listen, it is what it is. I love Kurt Angle, but he's got his problems, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, hey, man, can he hold it together for four months so we can get that last WrestleMania match out of him? I hope so, because I think he's coming out at the Rumble. Okay, but I think that's going to be the big surprise. Okay, now another bone to throw out there for you to see what you think, because uh, Northeast Wrestling, man, our, our, you know, our home our hometown team, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. just announced this week that Kurt Angle will be at their biggest show of the year, WrestleFest, on Friday, March 3rd. Uh, now, granted, if he does return, do they let him finish out his indie dates, kind of like they did with a few other guys? Uh, then, after that's all said and done, then they use him strictly WWE. So if he did return at the Rumble, we kind of hold him off the air, you know, and he's not going to really wrestle every week, you know what I mean? Like, he'll just be a personality, kind of like what, um, you know, Samoa Joe actually did, too. Samoa Joe was in the NXT and WWE, but they still let him finish out a few months of uh, uh, indie dates. And that's what's great about Northeast Wrestling. They always get these big names right before they go back to WWE or whatnot. So I'm just reading the tea leaves, as you will. Uh, March 3rd. When did you become a shaman all of a sudden? He leaves and shit now. What's it just, going on here? It just sounded good. I don't know. But hey, regardless, well, what do you think <laughs> about that? He is. They did announce him that he was going to be wrestling, and when they do announce things, it's pretty much set in stone so that he will be there. I mean, they're not going to just say that for him not to show up because he's pretty much an anchor of that show. All right, listen, so that's March third. Wishful thinking on my part. I would love to see him at the Rumble, and I think it would be in the best interest of the WWE to bring him into the rumble closer to WrestleMania to get that last match out of him, because I don't think he's holding it together for a full year. I don't. 
All right. Well, guys, he's guess. too injury prone. He's got his problems, man. Well, you said it, Cooter. Uh, guys, gals, everybody listening to another wrestling podcast once again. And I love Kurt Angle. Don't don't get me going, Credo. He's one of my favorites of all time. <laughs> well, hey. Anybody listening out there, please let us know. AnotherWrestlingPodcast.com. Tell us your thoughts about any of the stuff that we talked to in the week that was. But Cooter stopping by right now is one-third of the kingdom, Vinny Marcellia. Joining us is one-third of the new, the first time uh, ever Ring of Honor Tag Team, six-man tag team champions, Vinny Marcellia. Uh, now, Vinny, we spoke a few months ago, uh, and, you know, talk about anything that anything that can happen in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, in just a few short months, you are now one-third of uh, the first ever Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. How does it feel uh, to be a part of that? It feels uh, awesome. Um, that, that moment, uh, final battle, uh, making, I mean, we made history in ring of honor. We became the first ever, um, six man, uh, world six man tag team champions in ring of honor, uh, which will never change. So that's an awesome, uh, achievement, uh, especially, uh, to myself, it's been a long road just to, just to get, uh, on the ring of honor roster. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of couple shots with them uh throughout the years uh myself versus Jay Lepo for the Ring of Honor World Title at one point uh been in the ring with David Richards I'm super happy and, and I'm even more happy that I'm able to do it with uh, my two best friends uh in, in that thing so yeah man that that was a, a really awesome and and speaking of the final battle I it, back in 2007 uh uh, not 2007, uh, up in the, of uh, the Hammerstein ballroom. And, uh, uh, so this year wrestling in that building and becoming the first ever ring of honor, six man tag team champion. Uh, it's pretty awesome to me. Definitely. So, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Sure. Now, could you take us back a little bit uh, about how the group was reformed and maybe how Matt uh, asked uh, you or when he asked you about or told you about, you know, Hey, he wants to add you into the, you guys into the kingdom. Uh, what went through your mind, or you know, maybe take us back to that moment? Sure. Um, as far as the kingdom goes, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Um, Matt was, was uh, he he wanted me to be a part of the kingdom uh, for a while uh, before he had come come back, uh, and I was always kind of part of that group um, myself. Uh, Taven, Bennett, Maria, PK had came later cause he's only two years in. So he's a little later than us, but he, we knew that TK was exactly like we were. Uh, so that's why he came aboard. But like I, I had always been traveling with Taven, uh, me and Taven trained together. He's a year ahead of me. We come from the same wrestling school. Uh, we wrestled a bunch of times together. We traveled everywhere together. Um, you know, back home before he started traveling the world with, uh, Michael Bennett um, but even Michael Bennett, uh, before he was doing that, we were rest- We all come from the same area. So that little crew and clique of people are always friends, close friends. Um, I was just always traveling. I just wasn't the guy on television at the time. So 
when the opportunity finally uh, came and I got called uh, to be a part of Ring of Honor and the Kingdom, um, it was super exciting and it was very exciting just because I knew uh, how natural everything was gonna was going to be because we're all very close friends. So you know what's better than that? You know everything that you see uh, the Kingdom doing or has done is 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 us. It's, it's very natural. There's nothing uh, goofy or corny or anything about it. It's very real. It's very very Vinny Marcellia, TK, and Matt Taven. It's, it's, it's who we are. Um, <laughs> so it, it's it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm excited to see what 2017 brings. Uh, where we're gonna go? You know, cause I I would love to travel the world if I can. Um, so that that that's definitely a, a big goal of mine uh, for myself. So. Yeah, it's exciting. Sure. And now, uh, for the first ever champs, I mean, usually a lot of guys uh, hold the championship, uh, you know, that is, that's been held by numerous numerous names through the years. Uh, but being able to say that you guys are the first, uh, how does that sit with you? Because, you know, it just I'm just thinking about it from me on the outside to where, okay, you won this championship that so-and-so held and this guy held and that guy held. But now just being able to say, hey, man, when people look back at it in the history, they'll be like, oh, well, who's the first, uh, who are the first champs of this? And, you know, your name will pop up as being one of the guys that uh, held the, this championship. Uh, how does that sit with you, though? I I mean, I, I'm all for it. <laughs> there's, uh, you know, there's nothing, uh, like I said, there's nothing cooler than saying, you know, I'm the first ever uh, Ring of Honor six-man tag champ. And like I said, there's, 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 there's nothing that can change that, you know. So that that's the that's the cool part about it. Like you said, if you, whatever you you look up in the history books, it's, it's always going to say uh, first ever Ring of Honor World Six Man Tag Champ, Benny Marcellia, Matt Taven, T.K. Orion. So that'll never change. So uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I dig it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm pretty sure anybody else that was in, uh, that that would be in the uh, same situation would dig it. You know, so. I think it's great. Sure. All right. Now, uh, you know, being a part of the kingdom now, does it that also give you like a new sense of energy in your career? You know, being a part of one of the greatest stables of 2016. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily that you reinvented yourself, but now, you know, now just being able to be in the stable, it, it has to be some kind of, I don't know, kind of some energy being able to, uh, you know, just not. Yeah, you know I mean? it's, it's motivating. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. motivating. It is. I mean, because like this is a, is a new uh, chapter in my career. Um, and like, it's funny you mentioned that reinvent myself, but like I, I, I did, you know, I, and like, that was a time, like when I took time off of wrestling, took a year off, had my daughter, or whatever I actually did. What I did was really not so much reinvent myself as much as I found myself. Mm-hmm, I was able sure. to take time away from wrestling where I've been doing it for so long that, you're, you're, you're always like in this like character mode or like think you have to be something that you're not. And it's just like, taking that time off and then realizing like, wait a minute, this is who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like the whole insanity thing, the whole, I do this thing called whatever I want thing. That's who I am. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can ask my wife, my family, like I'm, I'm a very like by the day kind of guy. And just like, yep, if there's a problem, don't care. <laughs> whatever you know do whatever i want like well, you know what i mean so it's like i'm very that way as a person so uh I, so i did i did reinvent myself you know i i found who i was you know what i mean and, and that takes time for any any human that that goes through life you got to go through life experiences to find who you are as a person you know so sure. mm-hmm. um 
and the, the whole kingdom thing is just very motivating because now this is a new chapter in my career um, that I'm looking forward to more than, than anything I've ever done in wrestling, you know? So I'm really happy with uh, the timing. Um, it was great timing because I was, I was working really hard. Um, you know, I went down to that last tryout that that Ring of Honor had had, right, uh, you know, a months before, a year before, um, and did well. I was very motivated for something to happen for me mm-hmm. because I kind of had the, uh, you know, there was a fire under my ass at this uh-huh. point, if you will, um, sure. for me to kind of like get me scooting. Um, but yeah, and then once the kingdom thing um, took place, uh, you know, now I'm more motivated than ever. So, you know, I'm excited to see what happens for us in 2017. Like, and, and like it, to me, it, it feels that everything's going really well um, with us right now. And, and like I, all three of us are very excited, you know, because mm. we're, you know, at first you don't know how, you know, things are going to go, or how people are going to take it. But like, you know, like, like I said, because we're very natural, we're, you know, we are who we are. I think that's, you know, it. It is what it is. So people are either going to like it or they're not going to like it. Yep. Uh, we don't care either way. But uh, you know, it, it, everything is going really well. So it's it's definitely uh, very motivating to to have this new uh, new chapter in my career and the whole thing with the kingdom. Very fun. Very fun for for all three of us because we're we're close friends. We're you know we're the closest friends we have in wrestling. So what's better than traveling the world with your closest friends? And being champions while doing it. That's exactly. Awesome, yep. isn't it? Yep. So, <laughs> now, yeah, so that, that is, it's motivating. Sure. Now, well, speaking of that, you know, there are three of you. Uh, could you tell everyone out there maybe perhaps are there different qualities of each of you that make the team work so well or maybe the similarities that uh, make the team work so well? Um, well, we're all – it's funny because, like, we're all the same and different at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, our personalities – uh, are very similar and our sense of humor is very similar. Um, it, you know, you got TK who's the ex division one baseball player. Um, who's just like a total head to toe athlete. You know what I mean? And he's a younger of the three. Uh, so TK is very motivated. Um, and then, uh, Taven, who's, uh, of course the leader of the kingdom, um, who's has more experience than the both of us. So he kind of leads the way. And I'm, of course, the nutty of the three, uh, I guess you could say, just by the looks of it, too. Um, I'm more of the crazier of the three. Um, you know, I just do whatever. Sure. You know? so I just kind of like, you know, I just kind of go with the flow. But we're, it's funny because, like, we're all very different but all very similar. Um, so it, it's just perfect. It, it's, you know what I mean? Perfect storm, But right? that's yeah. why we're friends. You know what I mean? That, that's, sure. That's why we're friends. You know what I mean? Like, we're we're real friends. Like they come over and visit my daughter, you know, we, we, we have holidays together, you know, whatever it is. So, you know, we're, we're very much alike, but also very different. So it's very cool. Great. Now I know as we close 2016 and look ahead in 2017, maybe any predictions or thoughts of uh, what's to come for the kingdom? Oh, I have no idea, but I can tell you this. We're going to make sure it's good. That's all I can say. We're going to make sure it's good, you uh-huh. know, because it's been good this far and we're going to, and we're going to do whatever we can, uh, to keep, to keep upping our game and outdoing ourselves, you know, never, you know, we already outdo everyone else. We're going to outdo ourselves <laughs> in uh-huh. 2017, but no, seriously, uh, 
you know, I, I'm hoping uh, it's just as good as 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 2016's been for us. You know, definitely. Um, but, uh, you know, only time can tell. You know, wrestling's so unpredictable, so you never know. So you know, we can only hope for the best. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, Vinny Marcellia, one third of the kingdom, uh, one third of the first ever Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Thanks so much for joining us. Where can people uh, listening out there keep up with you on social media? All right, cool. We got um, my Facebook page, which is Ink Sanity Dash Vinny Marcellia. It's a like page, so you can find me there on the Facebook or uh, Twitter, which is I just changed my Twitter handle. It is now at Ink Sanity VM. Uh, very easy. And my Instagram is the same thing. All right. Well, Vinny, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you nothing but the best, and uh, we'll see you in 2017. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you to Vinny Marcellia, one-third of the kingdom. What's up, AWP? This is one of your biggest fans, Steve Cohen, giving you guys a call to let you know. Love what you guys did in 2016. Um, as far as some of my favorite things that happened this year in wrestling, um, even though I am a old school mark, I really enjoy the matches between AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler. So hopefully we can see more of that in 2017. Keep up the great work, and I'll be tuning in. This is St. Raz from Parts Unknown. Wishing all the marks a happy 2017. I have a prediction. At WrestleMania, someone in the opening match will be the future face of the company. We'll see. Hey, Cooter, Credo, it's Randy Hammond. Uh, I just want to say thanks for uh, talking to me a lot last year. I really appreciated that you guys helped me graduate from Marist. I know a lot of the people who listen to the show are from Poughkeepsie, so Red Fox alumni here, so... Uh, as far as predictions go, uh, my favorite pay-per-view every year is the Royal Rumble. So I'm really, really looking forward to that in a month or so. And I'm really looking forward to the demon, Finn Balor, making his triumphant return and winning the Royal Rumble match. Let's toss it to TKO Ryan. Joining us today, TKO Ryan. Now, TKO, uh, you were a name that took the Northeast by storm this year. You became uh, the XWA champion for a second time. You became the Northeast Wrestling champion for the first time. And uh, you were one-third of the kingdom, becoming uh, Ring of Honor's first-ever six-man tag team champions. Uh, it's fair to say that 2016 was the year of uh, TKO, right? Yeah, man, the year of the horse, baby. <laughs> it was... <laughs> and uh, it was crazy because 2016 was so like uh, back heavy for me. Like uh, the first, uh, honestly, three quarters of the year or whatever it was, two thirds, whatever, was um, you know it was kind of more of the same that it had been. You know, I was I was, I was um, wrestling at, at places at that before, a couple of new places here and there. But um, once the once the the Ring of Honor deal happened and the, the Kingdom debuted, I mean everything just kind of kicked into another gear for me. So. Uh, I really couldn't have asked for a better way to end the year. It's, uh, it gives me a lot of momentum going into 2017. 
Definitely. Uh, you know, I personally haven't experienced your time in XWA, but I've witnessed uh, you in Northeast Wrestling. And, you know, from the from an outsider looking in, you know, the, the fans have always loved you from day one. Uh, but could you take us back a few weeks ago when you became the, the new Northeast Wrestling Heavyweight Champion? Uh, what was it like for you to achieve that, especially in Bethany, Connecticut, where the fans, you know, are just amazing as always? Oh, man, it meant the world to me. Uh the, the Northeast Wrestling Championship is you know, is something that's uh, going to be very near and dear to my heart for the rest of my life because, um, you know, I really came up through Northeast Wrestling in the sense that I came in as a complete nobody. I mean, the, the, the true story is I was selling T-shirts at the shows, watching Matt Taven wrestle. Uh, I was there the night he won the Northeast Wrestling Championship from uh, Brian Anthony. In fact. Um, and it, the, in the ensuing uh you know, a year or two that, that came after, um, it was uh, honestly kind of an honor to, to win those fans over and to build a connection with the people in Bethany and really all the Northeast wrestling fans in general. And ultimately, when um, when I won the, the Northeast Wrestling Championship, um, it was vindication and it, it felt rewarding and it really did feel like I did it in front of the people that know me best. Definitely. Uh, now, you know, you, like you said earlier too, you got signed to Ring of Honor this year, uh, helping reform uh, reform the kingdom with Matt Taven and Vinnie Marcellia. Uh, could you peel back the curtain just a little bit and tell us maybe how uh, Matt came to about the idea of you know reforming the kingdom with him? Uh, honestly, uh, I've said I've said for a little while now, like that I've kind of forced my way up to uh, Ring of Honor because a series of right place, right time, and, and right guy. Uh, ultimately, what what what, what kind of got the ball rolling for me was uh, I became really good friends with Vinny Marcellia through uh, our we have a, our trainer as uh, a mutual trainer by the name of Ryan Waters, and um, I met him. We wrestled a whole bunch, became good friends. Next thing you know, we're traveling all over the place. Right around this time, Javen gets hurt. Taven's down, and he uh, still wanted to, to be involved and go uh, be at these shows, and we all ended up in the same party together because Vinny and Matt have been friends for years, and uh, we all just kind of found that we had a common bond and a link. We were very much in the same mindset. You know, flash forward some time later, and, you know, New Kingdom, man. You know, it was the year that the gifts kept on giving to you guys. You know, uh, you also, like we said, too, uh, you captured the Ring of Honor uh, the first time ever, six-man tag team champions. Uh, what was it like? What was that moment like for you, uh, you know, being basically a big name in the Northeast, joining Ring of Honor, and then just being able to win those championships the first time ever uh, this year? Honestly, man, it was kind of hard to process, and it's something I'm still thinking about right now. Um, and the reason is because it all happened so fast and it all just seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. Um, I, you know, to ultimately I, at final battle, I was, uh, you know, two matches, three matches in there to bring of honor. And here I am winning the, not just the championship there, but the very first champion that they're ever going to have in the company the, with this title. Um, and the, the whole thing was a bit difficult to process because uh, I wasn't really sure how I was supposed to feel. Ultimately, at this point, um, it's really just made me feel confident. It made me feel like I do know what I'm doing and that uh, you know more good things are on the horizon. And, you know, as a sidebar, too, man, the best part about it was being able to win it with Matt and Dick. I mean, those guys are my two best friends in wrestling, and, you know, they're, they're brothers. Thing. So to be able to share that with them, I mean, what else could I have asked for? 
Exactly, yeah. And, well, you know, I think it's going to be hard to top 2016, but do you have any predictions for 2017, what the fans could expect? Oh, man, big things, big things. I, 2017, uh, you know, I'm really, really, really looking forward to. I mean, already got a bunch of stuff planned uh, for Bonner and obviously, uh, you know, being a, a champion with them and, and uh, having the opportunity to defend those titles. You know, it's going to lead to some pretty interesting matches and some pretty interesting uh, uh, scenarios down the road. Uh, obviously, with Northeast, a uh, whole new chapter, you know, 2017 starts the era of T.K. O'Ryan. It's not the era of me uh, chasing Brian Anthony or Matt or anybody else. You know, it's, uh, now it's my title to lose. So it's something totally different, a whole new perspective. And as far as XWA goes, uh, Man, people don't like being in Rhode Island, and I'm going to make sure that it's a team that uh, I give them even more of a reason. <laughs> well, you know, uh, TK Ryman, we, we wish you nothing but the best uh, in 2017. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Hey, uh, make sure you guys are following me on Twitter at Wild Horse TKO. I need to get up my followers so I can get a pro wrestling tea store and get you guys the best first round. Awesome. You know, thank you so much, man. Hey, man, thanks again. All right, once again, thanks to TKO Ryan, the newest Northeast Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Uh, man, this guy is going to be taken 2017 by Storm. Keep an eye on him. Uh, but right now, we have the promo of the week. For nine months, I promised you one thing. For nine months, I told you one thing again and again and again. And last year at Final Battle... I may have lost it all. But this year, with the kingdom by my side, I proved that I haven't lost a step. Truly, vindication. And we told you, nitwits, that we do this thing called whatever we want. And at final battle, we did just that. And we made history in Ring of Honor. See, my man Vinny's right. We made Ring of Honor history at Final Battle. But this story of the kingdom, it goes so much deeper than that. My man Matt Taven here, his story is the greatest redemption story in the history of pro wrestling. But like any good kingdom, we're not satisfied with one landmark victory. No. We're not satisfied with one major win. No. The kingdom, we are out for total eradication. Bullet Club. Melvins. Rebellion. Melvins. Even Alex Shelley and his merry band of Melvins, it does not matter if it's Japan, Mexico, right here. We'll go anywhere in the world and defend these titles because we are the first ever Ring of Honor six-man tag champions, and I guarantee you we will be the last. No one will beat the kingdom. Tell them, boys, thy kingdom come. Right now, Matt Taven, uh, one-third of the hello, kingdom. Hello, hello. How's it going, man? Uh, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, Matt, you know, uh, 2016 has had a lot of ups and downs for you. Uh, let's start with the downs. I mean, at the end of 2015, you suffered a major knee injury at Final Battle. Uh, while executing a spike pile driver to the floor, uh, you were diagnosed with a torn ACL, a ruptured lateral meniscus. And it's almost been one year <laughs> to the date since you had that surgery. 
Um, you know, take us back one year ago. I mean, how scary was it? Because as a superstar, I mean, you get injured. It's, uh, am I done? Am I not done? How long is it going to be till I get back in the ring? I mean, what was going through your head? I mean, it seems so long ago now. Uh, you know, now I was actually just thinking about this today, um, about how I'm coming up on a year on surgery and, you know, over Christmas time, seeing family members. And they were like, a year ago, did you even know you had torn your ACL? Because for, oh, actually, I didn't. Wow, Christmas last year, I uh, now that I remember it, um, I wasn't even sure if I had torn my ACL yet. So um, it's it's been such a crazy ride that when people are talking about like, oh, 2016, the year it was, the year it was, I I like have nothing but an instant positive thought, but that's because I only really think of 2016 from September till now. And the first nine months of it was such like a blur. It just seemed like it was on a, like it was another lifetime, like another, on another universe. Cause it was just, it was like, you took everything that you knew and everything that was going on around you, and you just plucked yourself right out of it, and everything that was normal about life just completely changed overnight. Um, so the night that it, it happened, um, you know, obviously it was final battle. It was on pay-per-view. We had just gone back from Japan. Uh, we, we were on, you know, when 2015 was, was a hell of a ride for me and Mike uh, together. And, you know, we were going into final battle with this mindset of, like, let's go out there and just kill it. You know, we, Philadelphia is always a great place. We've had some great matches in Philly previously in that same building. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the beginning of the match, I actually dive to the outside and, and take, like, a tumble, like, right over my head. And, and your adrenaline is just kicking so much. So, like, I, that didn't even feel like anything. I, I just rolled right up to my feet, and, and I was feeling like I was just rolling that night. Um, like my momentum wasn't, nothing was going to stop me. I was just on this roll that no one could kind of break. And instantly when I hit the floor, when we were doing the, the hail Mary, the spike pile driver on the outside, um, I knew something had happened. Now I'm still not sure to this day if my foot landed partly on the padding and partly on the concrete, if that kind of threw me off. When I go back and watch it, you can see my both knees kind of buckle one knee more than the other kind of, they kind of go side to side. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I popped up to my feet, I, I just thought I tweaked my knee. Like I wasn't sure I knew I could still move and I could bend my leg. So I was like, all right, well nothing really major must've happened. But of course I, I torn my ACL at that moment. Um, and then continuing the match, you know, with no ACL and kind of no support, I'd strained my MCL and PCL and LCL as well. So they were all very loose and then trying to do a spin kick. Um, it just, you know, those two bones rubbed together with nothing holding the tight and a ruptured one meniscus and tore the other ones. And uh, that's what I definitely knew that something was terribly wrong. Sure. But, um, you know, as I lied there on the ground, it's, it's as terrifying as you could imagine because you just don't know what's going to happen next. You know, obviously you, you have the foresight of what you want to do tomorrow, but in a moment like that, there, there is no tomorrow. There's, there's nothing but uncertainty. So, um, you know, the, the days after that were, 
I was convinced that nothing major had happened. I mean, I even took, uh, I'm in the ring and get super kicked by the young bucks, uh, the following day. And, and to know what I know now about my leg and that I could have, well, I did actually have a break in my leg, but I could have just snapped my leg right in half being yeah. in the ring, doing that. Um, it's kind of, you know, I look back and think that was stupid, but, um, I, I just, I, I was so sure that I was okay. And, to get the news, you know, a couple of weeks later or a week and a half later or so, um, it must have been after New Year's. So, I, or maybe I think it was right before actually. So to get the news around exactly this time last year, um, it was just shocking because you go from thinking, oh, this is just a sprained knee, I'll be back in a month or two, to all of a sudden, you know, the first doctor that I I saw said it would be up to two years because of the meniscus that. Um, had to do a surgery just to get it out of the back of my leg. So we thought with the recovery of that and then the ACL and, you know, taking on the patella tendon or hamstring, whatever I had chosen, it, it would be a while before I'd be back in the ring. But, um, you know, thank God I, I found the right people and the right system to do my rehab with. And before you knew it, I was in Arena, Mexico. <laughs> well, hey, you know, like I was going to say, too, is uh, you were initially set to have two separate surgeries, uh, but your doctor, Dr. Andreas uh, Gamal, was able to perform both of them within uh, four and a half hours. Uh, he And he also stated that he's never seen a meniscus rupture this bad in his medical career. Uh, it was totally befuddling to him that uh, you were able to continue the match. Yeah, I mean, um, man, and it's it's... It's all about who you know in life, I guess, because my aunt, um, who is one of the head nurses at, at one of the major Boston hospitals, knew knew Dr. Gamal and knew that he was the guy to go to for sports injury like this. And uh, like I said, the first doctor that I saw, and then I saw another doctor, and finally when I when I got into Dr. Gamal's office, I kind of knew instantly just by his his calm that he knew what he was doing. Later, he would tell me, like, uh, yeah, I took that, you know, video of your meniscus rupturing, and uh, I brought it down to a conference in Orlando because I was just so amazed at how, how bad it was. I was like, well, you didn't really give me, you didn't tell me <laughs> that when I first signed up to have surgery because he just, um, he he could see that, I think he could see from me that I, I was determined to get back. And, uh, you know, he's very confident in what he does and is, um, brought a lot of athletes back to what they love to do, and you know, in the right hands, I I was uh, determined to cut that that original two year timeline down as much as possible. Sure. Now, now turning to the Alps of 2016, I mean, uh, you made your return in September to uh, wrestling in Mexico for CMLL. Uh, what was it like uh, to wrestle again after being out almost a year uh, and wrestling in Mexico, nonetheless? Uh, it's. <laughs> it's it's such a whirlwind because you know like I said before when you get hurt and your your life just changes well all of a sudden you find yourself jumping right back into into the deep end nonetheless you know debuting in Arena Mexico which is a place that you know guys that I've looked up to my entire life where I've wrestled at debuting for CMLL and just not only not having that regular uh, familiarity with being with the same guys in the locker room or traveling with the same people, I was all by myself in Mexico, just kind of like, here we go. And um, it's always kind of a way that I've loved to live my life is just kind of spontaneous and 
and uh, taking advantage of whatever you know life offers me. And when when the opportunity came to wrestle in Arena Mexico, I was planning on not coming back till October at that point. And uh, I was doing my rehab at the Brigham and Women's at the at Gillette Stadium, and you know those guys down there obviously have seen a bunch of athletes as well. And and when I first got asked, I kind of said yes before even talking to my my PT or my surgeon, uh, just because I, I I knew that I could do it and I knew that I could um, come back even the extra month early and. I wasn't going to let an opportunity to to check off, um, you know, one of those boxes on your goal list to to live a dream that you've had for as long as you can remember. To to let those opportunities go, I I, I couldn't live with myself if um, you know if I said, oh, I guess I'll play it easy or or you know take the safe route and and just wait the extra month. And um, you know, I said yes, and then told my my. Uh, my PT and he was kind of like, all right, well, looks like we've got some work to do. And, uh, for that last couple of months, those last two months after I agreed to come back early, um, it was just putting in the time and putting in the time and icing and resting and putting and going back to work. And, um, it's for, for an athlete, I think it's kind of second nature once you get hurt. Uh, to put that effort and time into it because you put all all your effort and time into your sport in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then when it's taken away from you, you have all this extra kind of, you almost don't know what to do with yourself because, you know, your your life has changed. And so you're determined to get back to that, that life. And also with all that free time you have, well, now you can put it into rehab. And if you really want it, you know, you can go out and take it. And um, I wanted to go back to Mexico or to go to Mexico for the first time. And um, uh, it, nothing at that point was going to stop me. Uh, once I got down there, it, it was just such an unbelievable experience. I mean, Arena Mexico, the crowd, the people there are so passionate. Outside is like, it's just like a, it's like a wrestling party that everyone's invited to. You know, people are buying masks, they're selling food, everyone's throwing around programs. It's it's just the, it's exactly what you always wanted it to be when you thought of that Mexican wrestling experience. And, um, you know, I couldn't be happier that I, I said yes and, um, and ended up getting down there. Great. I uh, know with the timing that you were off, uh, Mike Bennett and Maria, they made their way into TNA, basically disbanding the kingdom, but you took the ball and you brought in TKO Ryan and Vinnie Marcellia, uh, forming uh, the new kingdom, if you will. Uh, when you knew you had to reform the kingdom, how did you know that TKO and Vinnie were the perfect fit for it? Well, there's nothing new about it. It's the kingdom. Anything new sucks. So it's the kingdom. Um, and Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis will always be a part of it. I mean, they're, they might be working somewhere else, but they'll always be a part of this kingdom. And from the very first day Mike was in TNA, he threw that four sign up. Uh, he threw the four fingers up right in front of the camera, and he let everyone know that you know, things might have changed, but they'll never change. <laughs> and um, in, in the honor of both of us, you know, obviously I had a decision to make, and I wanted to stay uh, with Ring of Honor and um, continue the kingdom that had been going down the line. And, and when I was going to rebuild into my own image, I went right to the people that mean the most to me. Vinny, I've known since I started 
in wrestling. I mean, we trained together under Spike Dudley. Um, Vinny, you know, appeared sporadically in Ring of Honor. I just always thought he never got the opportunity that he truly deserved to shine. And I mean, you watch Final Battle this past year, you can see why Vinny always deserved that spot here in Ring of Honor. <laughs> and TK Ryan, he's he's the future. You know, you got to look to what's the next crop bring you. And from the same school that we came from, me and Vinny, we, we knew TK coming up, former Division One baseball star. The guy's a, a blue-chip athlete. And in the couple of years he's been in wrestling, he's proved that he's he's not only the future, but he's the present as well. Like he, he's the real deal. And he's just, just, it's just the tip of the iceberg for on the career of uh, TK Ryan. We have so much more to see from him. So these two guys in general, you know, we were on the road together with Mike. It would be the four of us traveling around as it was. And uh, it was kind of an easy decision when I went down to Mexico. I saw the trios down there. I knew what was going on in Ring of Honor with the six-man belts. I knew where I wanted to go as far as the kingdom, and we slid right into that tournament spot. And I, uh, I knew that even before this tournament game that I picked the right guys. But this per- tournament was the perfect showcase to show everyone uh, that this is a crew to be to uh, not mess with. Definitely. Now, you know, it was such a crazy year uh, for being on the shelf for most of it, uh, returning, uh, reforming the kingdom, and now becoming the first ever Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. Uh, Did you think, you know, one year ago that one year later you'd be winning uh, these championships? Uh, Well, absolutely not. I mean, one year ago at Final Battle, I didn't know if I'd ever wrestle again. And uh, to be back a year later... um, and to be the first ever Ring of Honor Six Man Tag Champions is a there's a picture of me just kind of looking up at the belt and and looking at the people in the Manhattan Center that night, and it's funny because like I look at it and it just makes me laugh because I'm I'm thinking about what I'm thinking about and and I know like in that very moment I'm just telling myself like this this whole life thing's crazy. I mean, <laughs> look at where you are in one year after blowing your knee out like it's just. I, I, I couldn't have wrote a better story for myself and um it's it's something that's just gonna be continue to be built on, continue to build up until um you know, until the day I'm finally done, which is not a long, long time away, um, or is a long, long time away, but all these stepping stones, all these milestones, you gotta sit back every once in a while and kinda you know smell the flowers and enjoy the fruits of your labor. And in that moment, in that picture, I just, I can see the happiness on my face that not only work so hard to be back, but to be back in, in this spot and to be back with my buddies around me. And it's, uh, you know, you can't write a better story than that. Definitely. And now, you know, with 2016, uh, said and done, what can the fans expect from uh, you in 2017? Any, uh, outlook you can give them? Well, 2017 and, um, I was just about to put on Twitter today. Anyone that says this year is my year is a Melvin because every year you hear someone, oh, 2017 is the year of this, 2017 is the year of that. 2017 is going to be exactly like any time I'm in the ring in the past before it because I've just continued to succeed year after year after year for the top prospect tournament winner, television champion, IWGP tag champion, Ring of Honor tag champion, six-man tag champion. And I'm just going to keep doing what I do best, which is win. And uh, I have on my 
on my checklist going back to Japan, going back to Mexico, and that Ring of Honor world title and being the first ever Grand Slam champion in Ring of Honor. There you go. Well, Matt Taven, Happy New Year. Where can the fans keep up with you on social media? If you know how to spell Taven, which is T-A-V-E-N, you can find me on any social media platform. Uh, Facebook.com backslash Matt Taven. At Twitter, it's at Matt Taven. Uh, Instagram is the Matt Taven because some Melvin took Matt Taven and I don't know what he does with it. But the Matt Taven, you'll find me on Instagram. Gmail, it's Matt Taven. If you're looking for merchandise, Pro Wrestling Tees, Matt Taven. Go out there and just Google Matt Taven. All my stuff should pop up and enjoy. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Matt. We really appreciate it. No, thank you, my man. Anytime. All right, Cooter. Uh, as we enter 2017, let's reflect back really quick on 2016 on some of the things that happened. Uh, WWE just put out a top 25 matches that they've had in 2016. Um, I don't agree with a lot of this list, but instead of reading all the 25 matches, let's kind of mention what they did for the top five in their okay. in their opinion, and then maybe kind of let the fans know out there what we thought about it. Uh, coming in. At number five was Koto Ibushi versus Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, do you feel that this is a top five uh, match? Of the year, absolutely. Because, I mean, the, the crowd loved that match. And that was that moment where as he was walking out to go back to the dressing room, they were chanting, re-sign Cedric. And, you know, Triple H was so moved by that, he came up and raised his hand and was like, okay, you got him. I mean, uh, Cedric Alexander, man, that's that's a seriously talented, talented fucking wrestler. And that match with Abushi was amazing. Yeah, man, it's too bad Abushi doesn't want to come to WWE. You know, he he uh, he came here and did the did the CWC and then went back. You know, they wanted to sign him, but he didn't want to sign with WWE because uh, I don't know. I, I feel like he didn't want to leave behind what what he has going for him out there uh, in Japan. You know, what's crazy is. There was a lot of great matches from that Cruiserweight Classic. Um, I don't even think it's in the top five. Like uh, Gargano and Ciampa was one of them. But uh, I'm surprised TJ Perkins versus Kota Bushi's not even on the top 25. Oh. And that was the second to last match because I think in the finals, Perkins had uh, Grand Metalik. And, and that was an okay match, but... The one versus Abushi was, was just really emotional, man. Like, you didn't think Perkins was going to beat because... You figured they were gonna either gonna go with Abushi or the guy from England. What the hell was his name? You know who I'm talking about. Um, Zach Saber Jr. Yes. You figured those those two were the favorites. They, you figured they were both gonna be against each other in the finals. And lo and behold, it's Perkins and Grand Metalik. So I mean, psh, that, that was just a great match. Yeah, and that was that was number five. And uh, before we get into the rest, I mean, you know, I think we have to do this for 2017. Every time we see a good match, we got to write it down on our list because I tried doing it this year mentally, and it just come on. There's so many matches I forgot about so much, you know. And then it just becomes, uh, you know, in the air, it just gets lost in the air, if you will, <laughs> uh, what True. happens. But so when I but I'm, when I'm looking at these top five matches, I'm like, come on, I, I could have swore there was a lot better matches out there, and the top five doesn't even have any AJ style match. And I'm like, man, this guy, he's had matches with everybody this year that I thought were perfect. And he's in the 25 list. Don't get me wrong, but he's not in the yeah. top five. And you know, AJ styles versus Dean Ambrose versus Cena is a uh, number six. Uh, you know, another AJ styles versus Cena at SummerSlam is number nine, but still, I feel like those, 
I, I think the least the Cena AJ Styles match should have been bumped up from, from SummerSlam. Absolutely, that should have that should have been a top five easily. But but you know what? Their thinking is that's a losing match for our poster boy John Cena. And we yeah. don't want that in our top. That's that's really how it makes me feel because that was that is in. My top five of the year. Yeah, hopefully they can get over that and realize what an asset he is. But uh, coming in at number four, we have Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens from Battleground. Now, here's oh, the thing God. Here's the thing with me is that these guys have fought each other how many times on NXT? And then even this year, let alone, and it's just a blur to me now because I'm like, you know, the, they fought so many times just trying to think without having to go back and Google it. Out of the top of my head, this match doesn't stand out to me because they fought so many times already that I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, they're all the matches were great, but I, maybe the match they had before that on Raw was better than Battleground. I don't know, but you know what I mean? Like, there's been so many matches with them this year. All the all of them were great, but I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like they could probably, I don't know. I mean, at the was end this of the, day, the I, match where the crowd was chanting "Fight Forever"? And Sammy finally won. I think I think this was the match. That was that was a really really good match too. I mean, I don't know if it's top five worthy, but it's definitely definitely deserves to be in the top twenty top twenty five list. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But this is number four for them. Like I said, these guys fought so many times this year. I'd have to watch every match back to back to really pick out which match was great for them. But you know, that's it, man. These guys are going to be feuding forever. Hopefully we'll see see them again in 2017. Come out with another uh, top 25 match, but uh, they're in at number four. And like I said, I have no problem with them being at number four. My only my only gripe with this is that maybe their other matches were better than this. I don't know. They fought so many times, like it, it's all blended together in my head of which match was which. So yeah, it's true. All right, but number three we have Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks for the WWE Women's Championship on Raw in July. And here's another one that goes to Goes to, you know, it's like, crap, they fought like 10 times this year in a row. And I'm like, I forgot which match was the better one. You know what I mean? They, they're they all great matches here and there. Had their own little flubs, especially some endings. Kind of went a little bit, eh. But uh, they were all great matches. But once again, I'm, I'm lost just thinking out of the top of my head this, that this match was better than all the other matches that they had. Oh, mm. God. Which match were we talking about? Number f- three. I know I was being sarcastic. I just, <laughs> I just listen. That's an, it's the same thing with, with Owens and Sammy. And you probably just say that. Cause once you started talking about this match, I just kind of tuned out. It's like, it, I love the rivalry, but I'm, I'm, it's one of those rivalries that you're kind of glad is over because it was just a little too much back and forth, too many matches. You killed like a three year rivalry in like three yeah, months. <laughs> I know you could just, and I mean, the, I just want to cut you off real quick too. The way the reason why this one stood out, and, and this is where Sasha Banks won her first women's championship. So that's that's what they're going on. That was the best match out of all of them. So, and didn't she get hurt or something? Or oh god, who knows? <laughs> Oof, whatever. Well, Coming in, let's let's go to number two because this is probably one of the few that I absolutely agree with. Right now, I agreed with 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 Abushi and Alexander. Did not agree with Zayn and Owens. Did not agree with with Flair and Banks. But Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura at NXT TakeOver Dallas. That could have been number one for me. It really could have. But, uh, I mean, because I've watched that that entrance from Nakamura the first time he came out. Yep. (laughs) 
so many times, and the match is just incredible. And it was Sammy's farewell match for NXT, so you know it was going to be really, really emotional at the end. So, I mean, just from beginning to end, you just couldn't even sit down. It was so good. Yeah, and, you know, Shinsuke's had a great year. Uh, he's definitely taken over the throne down in NXT. I think he's going to be there for at least another year or so. Maybe I'd love to see him get moved up in 2017, but I think they really want to keep him down there as the little figurehead of uh, NXT. But uh, needless to say, man, this was definitely, I think, uh, well-deserved as a number two. I think uh, the great match from the beginning, from the entrance to the end, all of it was great, and that's what I loved about Shinsuke. You know, from the minute he walks out there, you know, he's he's giving you that great show. So I think I think this is a well-deserved number two spot. I might have picked a few other matches throughout the year, but I think this, regardless of where it stands at the end of the day, was definitely a top five in my list. Yeah, no question. I mean, if, if, you, if you had to pick another Shinsuke Nakamura match, I probably would have to pick the one against Samoa Joe where, where we thought that, uh, you know, that was going to be Samoa Joe's last match. It was his farewell. I think that was Toronto, I believe. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he wins back the belt and it was the most incredible match. Uh, yeah, it had to be Toronto because it was the same night as our number one match. But uh, there are no Samoa Joe matches on this list. It's a shame. <laughs> it is because he's had great matches, not just against nakamura but i mean you're forgetting the finn balor feud i mean what's 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 wrong with you people all right let's get to number one cooter because uh they picked the revival versus diy uh two out of three falls for the nxt tag team championship match at takeover toronto uh it was a good match i don't think it was the greatest match ever for being number one out of the whole year once again i mean i have to keep track of my matches this year better of which i thought was better i think you gotta watch it again credo i, I might have to it's, I watched it, you know it. what I watched again it. <laughs> i know but it's one of those things where because you must you might have watched it late at night and really didn't appreciate it let me tell you something man I've watched that match at, at least three or four times. It just gets better every time. All right, I'll check it out it's, again. But I, I it's still, a classic, man. I, I it still, really was that good. Even when watching it, though, like to me, I just didn't say, oh, this is the match of the year. Like I saw other matches that happened this year, especially just out of AJ Styles alone, that I was like, bam, that right there was like the number one match to beat this year. And I'm not just saying AJ Styles, but there was a few others I said that at least a handful of times this year, but it definitely wasn't this match. But regardless, this is what they... Oh, you're just saying that because you're a Tommaso Ciampa hater. I know how you get down. I met him once before. He's a dick, but that was just me. I Uh, see. I knew it. I knew it. You're (laughs) such a hater. He blew you off because, yeah, whatever. (laughs) He's too busy. Uh, No, but it has nothing to do with that. But like I said, it was a great match. I just didn't think it was a number one match. And I always, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. The other thing, too, that's hard about it is you don't expect it your number one match to be a tag team match because it's really never featured. Those matches aren't ever at the top of the card. When was the last time you know you saw a tag team match for the title main event any pay-per-view? Yep. I mean we, we talk about how you know oh you know women have, have main evented pay-per-views now. What about these tag teams? We have some really strong teams. We could have exciting matches. And this could have main evented that card, but I mean Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura was also on that card. That's difficult. That was here's another notable that is not on this list. I mean that whole takeover Toronto card was amazing. 
Mickey James and Oscar is not on this list. That that to me is blasphemy. I don't know, man. I don't know who picks these lists, but they need to listen to the fans more. I think at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm going to start keeping track starting now uh, of what the matches of the year, and then hopefully we'll have to come back next year and figure out uh, if they kind of got the same matches that we picked, or they're just picking stuff for political reasons. But uh, needless to say, that's their top five. We have a different, little bit of a different, different listener own mind. But hey. Uh, it is what it is. That was 2016. But Cooter, you know, besides matches, there was also uh, a lot of superstars that had a great year this year. Maybe we can give our top five superstars of the year. And like, you know, if you listen to us, we're heavy on WWE. It is what it is. It's the cream of the crop. Uh, but there were some other outsiders who used to be in WWE that stood out uh, more than others. But, you know, like I said, uh, if it's worthy or big enough news to talk about, we'll talk about it. But let's get right into it. The top five superstars of the year. Uh, in our opinion, I'll run down my list, Cooter, without getting too much into it. Then you could read yours and maybe some honorable mentions if we uh, left any out. But um, right off the top, the Miz. Uh, Miz has had a great year. Just reforming his character when his wife came in. Uh, you know, just re-stepping it up a little bit. I think, you know, he's definitely turned it up. He's got a little bit away from the dorky side and more, you know, he's just more of a, he found himself, he found his spot being a heel, being in the movies, uh, he's found his niche. You know, uh, I think he's definitely in a good spot. And you know, all those promos on uh, talk, af- talking smack and whatnot against Daniel Bryan has really elevated him a oh, little bit more. So great. So you know, the Miz had a great year, and I hope he keeps it up. So oh, just somebody when you thought somebody was almost going to be out the door, like he just turns around and shows you why he shouldn't be out the door. So uh, Miz was great. Uh, Matt Hardy, like I said, you know, we haven't talked too much about TNA, but. That's another story, but uh, talk about somebody reinventing themselves. Matt Hardy, uh, you know, just just when you think he can't do anything uh, anymore, he goes out and does something really bizarre, and it worked. You know what I mean? Oh, brother Credo, it I worked. knew you'd come. And as silly as that was, and even in the beginning, a lot of people were like, eh, "Okay, let me see what else he's got," you know. And that's what all that's all he needed. He just needed to open that door to get more people to see what he was doing. And, you know, it's pro wrestling. You know what I mean? It's He's not running for the next president of the United States. He's not, you know, doing anything else crazy. He's, he's you know, just reinventing his character, which a lot of wrestlers do and have to do just to stay fresh. And I think he really showed everybody the lengths you have to go sometimes to keep it uh, interesting. And I think Matt Hardy definitely needs a nod for just being one of those top stars that people talked about. I think he's a reason why people tuned in to TNA certain times just to see what he was doing. No, no, nothing else. So Matt Hardy gets a nod for me. So Miz, Matt Hardy, Kevin Owens, man, I think uh, he's been, you know, holding his own a few years ago. If you would have said, you know, Kevin Owens is at the top of WWE right now. I would have been like, um, I don't know, you know, Vince doesn't really like guys like that, you know, he's like, he's not the the mold, you know, he's not the same old mold of the typical wrestler, and that's what's great about him, he broke that mold a little bit, uh, to where, you know, he, he can talk the talk, he can walk the walk, uh, and he just, you know, showed, showed them, you know, what they could do if they, you know, if they, if they let, let loose a little bit and give it to somebody else and give somebody else a chance, uh, and Kevin Owens has showed him, you know, he definitely stepped up too after uh, Balor injured himself, become the, the second universal champion and holding it on to it uh, ever since. So he's had a great year, a uh, great year. And another great year would have to go to his best friend, Chris Jericho, the guy oh, with yes. the guy with more catchphrases, catchphrases than anybody this year. Uh, Chris Jericho showing you how to do it. Uh, you know, he's been in the game for a long time. He knows how to do it. The dude knows what to say. He knows how to turn the heat, turn on anything, turn on the mic, uh, you know, 
anything. How many catchphrases did he come up with this year? And people loved it, every single one of them. So uh, he's on my list. And to round it off, I would say AJ Styles. You man. just made a joke. I get it. He's on your list. Yeah, I get it. That was a good one. I did it without even knowing it. But uh, <laughs> uh, And my last one would be AJ Styles, man. Coming in the Royal Rumble last year. Uh, I was kind of mad when he didn't win at WrestleMania. I was like, oh, fuck you, Vince. Of course you're not going to let him win. But ever since then, man, he showed him what he could do. He's, you know, he could take that ball and run with it. And he's probably been one of the best champions for the WWE, the heavyweight champions uh, of the year. So uh, AJ Styles, man, it's it's great to see that because WWE didn't make him. He's still, you know, running on, uh, you know, what he what he does and he's one of the top performers of the world so i'm glad i'm happy that they realized that and are using him to his full potential so that's my little top five Miz, matt hardy kevin owens chris jericho aj styles it's crazy because now that i look at our lists i mean they're pretty much the exact same list just in different orders and one different person so i mean uh i'll go at the top of my list i put in samoa joe on there man you want to talk about somebody who reinvented himself. He's always been a amazing worker. Uh, his time in NXT, this has probably been the best year of his career creative-wise. They've just developed him as this amazing ass-kicking heel. Uh, just doesn't back down. Always just always going forward, you know, n- never going back. So uh, props to Samoa Joe. Uh, next on my list, AJ Styles. I mean, come on, you debuted at the Rumble, and you haven't looked back since. Just a, a great year for AJ Styles, coming over from Japan. Uh, and, and yeah, I put Jericho on the list. That's right, I put Chris Jericho on the list again. Probably one of the best runs of of, of his career. And, and it's funny, every time he comes back, it seems that we're saying that, isn't it, Credo? Every time he goes away, dude, he comes back and we're like, damn. Like, I remember he came back and he had that little feud with Shawn Michaels. And I'm like, damn, that was probably the best run. And, and then years later, he comes back and it's he has these great programs with CM Punk. And I'm like, damn, this is a great run for Chris Jericho. And I'm like, all right, this is the point where he's just going to start putting people over and, and, you know, being the bum. And he might be doing that, but he's probably still one of the most popular guys on the roster. Because he just keeps reinventing himself, like you said earlier. And again, Miz. Miz looks more comfortable now than he did when he was WWE champion. I mean, he's just found himself, like you said earlier. I mean, I, I can't I, I, I can't agree with you anymore. Kevin Owens was the last one. Now, I'll just throw my honorable mentions out there because I did put Matt Hardy as an honorable mention. Um but uh, I'm throwing Bobby Roode in there just because he is so over with the crowd right now. He's got the entrance down. You know, he's always been a, a solid in-ring performer. But he, he basically has the total package down in NXT. And, uh, you know, another honorable mention. Had an incredible year. Debuted, you know, at uh, NXT TakeOver Dallas. Shinsuke Nakamura. How many months later is he NXT champion? Uh, he's had great rivalry with, with Samoa Joe all year. Just wait and see what happens for him in the coming years. 
How long do you think we have really have Nakamura in, in NXT, Credo? I mean, real. I man. I, ho- I really ho- – I'm a 50-50 on it because, like, I'm – A, I really hope they don't use him like they use Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe has been in NXT for, like, two years, and I do not want that happening to him. Uh, but I do feel that they want to keep on to him for just a little bit longer because they really have no other main eventers. I mean, you got Rude down there. Uh, Austin Aries is out injured for a while. I don't know if he's going to even go back there or just go into the cruiserweights. Um, yeah, I think you know, he's going straight to 205 Live, then, man. Then you have, like, a few other guys that are, like, you know, homegrown that you just kind of have to build up a little bit. So, I don't know. I think they're afraid to just move him out of there because they really have no main draw, I, I think. So, I don't know. I think right now it's kind of – I hope it's to at least – I would honestly hope – I hope he would be there for Mania just to see him make an entrance at Mania. But I know that's not going to happen. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I would, yeah, I would I say th- less I than a year, but – I think he comes goes to the main roster after Mania. I would I really hope so, yeah, because I I don't want him to like like I said the Samoa Joe man's two years and that's like uh uh-uh. that's just too much man. I don't want to see him doing that. So uh-huh. yeah, but look how look how much it benefited them him though. I mean, character wise and just I mean I've I've always been a fan of Joe, but I mean you you can arguably say with the exception of that run where he was basically feuding with Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles and TNA. This has got to be probably the best year he's had since. No, yeah, for sure. So uh, it's, it's definitely crazy. I mean, all, all these names we talked about, man, it's great. We had a lot of similar ones, but, you know, you said Joe you had on there, uh, and that's great. You know, uh, from Joe, Matt Hardy, uh, Nakamura, Rude, you know, a lot of these guys stood out that I didn't honestly think would have stood out this year, especially Rude. Uh, you know, just the guy to where I was like, oh, they're signing Bobby Rude. I'm like... What is he going to do? You know what I mean? To where in NXT, no, in TNA, they didn't really showcase him as how how he should have been showcased. And just, man, I'm telling you, just by giving somebody an awesome theme song, it can really do wonders for your whole character. You know what I mean? I know. I know. Reinventing the wheel a little bit. Because like I said, when they signed him, I'm like, eh, you know, he's like, why? Like, why? You don't need him. But, you know, they, he got, you know, he got to be able to showcase what he can do uh, given the right spotlight. And I think NXT was the right spotlight for him to at least, you know, re-debut uh, himself in a way that people have never seen him. And I think that's what's great. And hopefully he owns 2017 uh, to where I think he could even be the new face of NXT down there, too, if he defeats Nakamura kind of a thing. So. Oh, no question. But, you know, no question. with that, you know, we, we talked about top superstars. We talked to their top five matches in WWE. But now we're in 2017, Cooter. Uh, without beating a horse beating a dead horse uh let's just try to look ahead maybe a few predictions of something that you want to see maybe there's a feud you want to see happen a match you want to see happen uh for example you know uh, tournaments last year you know they they were talking about the cruiserweight tournament you know they, we didn't even know what was going to happen and then it came here and then look it turned into their own back into the own uh, the cruiserweight division uh and now look at what they're having now in a few weeks we have the united kingdom uh, tournament to crown the first WWE United Kingdom champion. Uh, that's different. But what else could we see this year? Maybe more tournaments. Will they have like a women's tournament of like the best women around the world? Uh, maybe a tag team tournament. Uh, hell, I would love to see them bring back the King of the Ring. Make that a network special. And, you know, then you could have somebody walk around, not with just a stupid crown and saber, like, give them a King of the Ring championship or something. I don't know, but just something oh, like that. Oh, God. From the guy who hates all the titles, you want to... You know, you want to put the kiss of death on somebody, man. Every time somebody wins the King of the Ring, their career is fucking over. Well, 
Not really. I mean, Steve Come Austin on. won the King of the Ring. Bret Hart won the King of the Ring twice. Uh, he was already an established star before <laughs> he won. So they've been using the King of the Ring King to Booker. elevate somebody. Well, it uh, all went downhill with Sheamus, I think. King Sheamus, that was, uh, you know, and then Wade Barrett. That oh, was yeah, poor guy who had the greatest gimmick ever, Bad News Barrett. <laughs> I'm afraid I got some bad news. They gave him too We're many making you the king. Yeah. <laughs> well, prediction. I mean, if anything like that happens in the future of 2017 or at the end of the year, you know, maybe a women's tournament, maybe a King of the Ring, a new kind of a King of the Ring tournament, uh, you know, tag team tournament of like the tag teams around the country, you know, something to what they did with the cruiserweights, I think will really be great uh, just because it adds more content for their network anyway. But uh, I don't know. Any predictions out of you? What do you want to see in 2017 and beyond? I'm not going to predict anything, but what I something I'd love to see is a women's Royal Rumble. I think you got enough talent in both NXT and and both the Raw and SmackDown rosters to where even if you had a, a 20 person or a 15, just just to make it interesting, and you could even throw in a you know a few. Uh, you know, seasoned vets for like we do. I mean, for for, for the men, we, we we have these great returns, guys making guest appearances. Yeah, you could do that for the women too. I mean, I think it would be really cool. All of a sudden, here comes Trish Stratus, and she's in face to face up against with a Sasha Banks. Hey, you know, you even said it too. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, women's a women's Royal Rumble, but now. If the winner wins, what championship do they fight for? And I think it would be a good way to, to move somebody over to another show. For example, let's say Sha- Sasha Banks wins it. Oh, are we going to get another Sasha versus Charlotte? Hey, have her then go challenge uh, Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown. And then that's kind of like a way to where if the women won it, they can kind of move to another show to where to pick what title they want. And vice versa, somebody won it on SmackDown, maybe they could challenge. Yeah, they used to do that for, you know, for the for the men. Yeah, yeah. When so, they had the brand split. I, I was never really a fan of that. I think if you win the Rumble, you should challenge the champion of your respective brand. I, I hated how they, you know, you know, because it was just their way of weaseling out of the rosters that they made. It's like, dude, just... Use what you got and go with it. Sure. All right. Well, let's look into that looking glass again. Uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of guys now. There's so many, ta- there's so much talent on there that I think it's time for some of them to hang up the boots. And I think some of them uh, off the top uh, are the big show, Kane yeah, and Mark Henry. I think it's time for them to retire this year when. I say sooner the better. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, Kane can still, can still go, but at the same time. He can still go, man. Kane looked good a few weeks back, too. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's, I don't know, he's not really needed. If you have guys coming in like Braun Strowman and other big monsters, they need to, True. they need new monsters to replace the old monsters. So hopefully they get it sooner than later with that. But yeah, I think those guys are going to retire. And I think, I think, Cooter, this will be the last year for The Undertaker. I think The Undertaker retires at Mania, win, lose, or draw. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden we saw him on TV for the uh, SmackDown anniversary show or whatever that was. He's back digging holes and taking souls. And he hasn't been on TV. Yeah, he hasn't been back since because once he walked all the way back up to the ramp, he (laughs) broke his fucking hip again. It was like, oh, shit. Uh, it's like, oh, Vince, I'm going to need a break until WrestleMania, yeah, which so, doesn't define me anymore. So I think what we'll see is maybe a little surprise return at the Rumble. Uh, and then from there on out, it's going to be full steam ahead to WrestleMania to where he'll be on every Raw every week. 
whatever SmackDown, whatever he's on, he'll be on it full steam ahead to WrestleMania to where whether he goes in there as a champion or not a champion, he will win uh, or lose. Either way, man, I think it's time to, to put him on the shelf. I think he's done. There's really nothing else you could do. Um, you know, the streak died, and so did he a few years ago. I mean, it hasn't been the same since. And, you know, he's not defined by the streak anymore. But I think, I don't think, you know, he could really do much more after Mania. So I think he's going to be on the road to Mania and then the retirement home. I, you know, take your man, he's did it. There's nothing else to prove, buddy. Just uh, yeah, do, ride into the do sunset, me a favor. Man. Do me a favor. Mr. Taker, could you can you take John Cena with you? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I think we're going to have the 16-time champion. He's going to beat out Flair's record this year, maybe giving him two wins just to beat it, you know. Uh, I doubt that. All right, you know what? With 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 the guys who we think are going to go away, who do you think uh, is going to have a breakout year? And, and you know, one name I want to throw out there, I'm going to throw Baron Corbin's name out there, based solely on that match that he was involved in, the Triple Threat with Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles on SmackDown this week. That was an absolutely amazing match. I mean, Baron Corbin, we've never really seen him. In a high-profile match with a title on the line, I mean, he he was dominating the action of that match for a good portion of it, and he looked good doing it. Did not look nervous. He he looked like he's been doing this for fucking twenty years, and he's the seasoned veteran. Yeah, man. I think a breakout star. I'll, I'll go into NXT a little bit. I think the perfect ten, Ty Dillinger, needs a little bit more credit this year, and. Uh, a little bit more uh, high-profile matches. I would really like to see him shine a little bit, and I think uh, you know he can go places. But they just need to use him correctly. Uh, that's that's just me reaching out a little bit, I guess, on that. But uh, I don't know. Either way, 2017, anything can happen, especially in the world of professional wrestling. Cooter, uh, I can't wait for for the rest of 2017. This is only only the beginning. On day one today, Happy New Year. Yeah, happy new year to you too, and hopefully you don't fire me in 2017. I'm still waiting for it to happen, Credo. <laughs>